Lousy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fly Sweet Podcast, partnered with RaiderRamble.com. Head on over to RaiderRamble.com for all your Raider needs. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the game on Sunday against the uh, Vikings, as well as how the Raiders can get better from here moving forward. Talk a little bit about Jalen Ramsey, then of course, look ahead to next week against the Colts. Well, Jose, what what do we have to say about yesterday? Um... I mean, what do we have to say that we didn't say for the Chiefs game? Except this was worse. Yeah, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was possible to look worse in the Chiefs <laughs> game because you know they are like the best team next to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But then the Vikings. I mean, of course, I was looking forward to this game because you know I'm probably the Vikings are like probably the second or third team I follow the most just because they're so damn talented. But <laughs> I knew they were gonna lose. But damn, that was yeah. a beat down. The yeah. Raiders didn't show up. They, yeah. they didn't show up. They didn't, didn't care. Yeah. Up. I had the same kind of thoughts, you know, I thought. We talked about last week with the spread. You know, I thought the Raiders would be able to keep it close, you know, talent-wise and whatnot. But that was, it, like you said, I don't I don't think they ever got off the plane from Oakland. Like, they just, like, got stopped, nope. stopped on the tarmac and never really showed up. Honestly, like, the only positives I was able to even take from that game was that Maurice Hurst and Vontaze Burvick played pretty solid overall. Yeah. They put like you know, Hurst was always getting called out and played so many times, which is great. Mm-hmm. And um, Jacobs, I guess, even though he didn't have like a good game, but most of that was stems from like injuries and he was sick, yeah. so won't harp on him too much. So it's like okay, there's nothing to panic on him. He was limited because he was like I said, sick and being injured. So it makes sense to to not feed him the ball because you know you don't want to you don't want to yeah. kill him this early exactly. in the season so had he been able to do that maybe things would have been like a touchdown closer but i mean i'm not even sure because that defense was yeah. horrendous oh yeah yeah i mean you know speaking defensively it was like every outside zone it was was at least five yards for dalvin cook they and you know, we talked about it a little bit. A lot of people harped on it. You know, the Raiders were actually able to, quote-unquote, shut down the Chiefs running game last week. Um, yeah, that was more of a matter of they were just getting torched in the secondary. And then yesterday it was it was just both. Just got exposed defensively. Any sort of strength that we thought they had, you know, I, I think you almost throw out the window at this point. And, you know, you, you bring up – the positives, and I, I do want to transition just because, you know, yesterday was such a terrible game. There's no sense in harping on it too much. But how do they get better from there? And I think um, one of the biggest things is you touched on it a little bit with Jacobs and getting him the ball is spreading this offense out and running it through Darren Waller. One of the frustrating things, and I actually saw Vic, Vic DeFour actually pointed this out, uh, Darren Waller was one catch away from the franchise record and he didn't get targeted until 21 point then until they were down 21 points like make this guy the focal point of your offense it's 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 infuriating to me the fact that like we know this is a best kept secret John Gruden keeps talking about him being a best kept secret well, run your offense through him then stop letting him be a secret well you know you said they didn't target him until um 21 nothing well they only had two offensive drives and the second one got cut short thanks to Derek. i mean what the hell was he doing i mean i i think i've rewinded that play about 10 times 
and I was so confused. Like, what? Why? Why did you go there in the first place? Well, Why didn't throat, you read yeah. the defense? I mean, Mark Schlereth pointed out that was cover two, and mm-hmm. that clearly was cover two. That's why he, the linebacker stayed in the hook zone. Mm-hmm. So I guess he thought, oh, let me just try to float it over him. No, you didn't float it over him. You <laughs> let that shit sail. You yeah. threw that so over, and Harrison Smith was like, cool, thank you. Christmas came early today. Yeah. But God damn, dude, Derek Carr was terrible yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he missed it high because he had to throw it high because the linebacker was hanging right in the in the passing lane. The throw was just like, not there. Go, it's like, don't go there in the first place. Yeah, Why are you exactly. rushing anyways? The pressure was not there. And, I mean, talking about pressure, I mean, Colton Miller, I mean, <laughs> talking about 10 yeah. steps forward and then coming back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, that, that was bad. I, I saw, you know, Colton Miller, he's had a pretty good year in pass protection so far. You know, before last week, I was looking on PFF right before we were recording. Before last week, you know, he'd only given up two pressures all year, which is outstanding for what him for him last year. And then yesterday, he gives up four, so doubles the season total, including one sack where he got absolutely dominated on. But I'm just a little disappointed in the secondary, to be honest. Like Gary and Conley, that's a guy who the only guy who I saw hoping for the secondary, and he's been looking pretty bad due yeah. to these three games. He hasn't looked anywhere close to that great that we thought we saw from the second half of last season. Mm-hmm. He's just, I mean, just my analysis on him, he's been starting to make me look like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about because he's just, like I said, he's been trashing coverage. He's been getting penalties like a typical Raider corner does. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, I mean, yesterday it's not like I expected him to shut down Thielen or Diggs or anything, but damn, dude, do something. I mean, God, look look playable out there you didn't look playable and i mean i'm just thinking about it teams aren't even trying to target daryl worley so that's telling no. me that yeah. they just see it's so much easier on Garen conley and they think worley's the better corner because worley i haven't heard a damn thing about him which honestly like an offensive line that's good if you're not getting called out because that means you're not getting targeted yeah you know that means you're not true. playing bad so conley right now is the weak link in the secondary surprisingly i can't believe that i thought he was gonna <laughs> really take a step forward but i mean i mean he's a talent but he's just he's getting picked on yeah you know it's not it's, he's gonna keep getting picked on until he actually shows out i mean it's not gonna get easier next week with the colts no. going on the road considering how great Brissett's played all three games and especially coming off his best game it's just insane of what's gonna happen next week and he needs to wake up because if he's on ty ty is gonna stretch that field and he's gonna dust him yeah you're right and i mean you know, I'm just looking at it right now. Gary on Conley, when targeted, is allowing a quarterback rating of 131.9. Mind you, yes. perfects 156 point something. So that's pretty, uh, for lack of a better term, fucking bad. He's playing, he's playing very, very low, very yeah. low, very below the bar. Yeah, and it's exactly. just, I'm just, it's just disappointing to watch. I mean, when I'm watching, it's not like, it's honestly not like he's playing terrible. It's just he's consistently terrible, and I and I know it sounds a little weird. Like, what do you mean? Like, he's not playing terrible. He's playing consistently. Well, he's he's inconsistent as hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's not like his technique is like that bad. He's actually doing some things right, but he just can't for whatever reason. He just can't close out this. He just can't close the deal. He's just letting these little ticky tack things yeah. just beat him. Yeah, so it's just it's just gross to watch for me. To be honest, it's not like he's getting like roasted in coverage. He's just like you said. He's just giving up everything underneath him that ends up totaling up and it ends up going for first downs. But, you know, the one thing I do, I am curious about for your take on Jose is how does this team get better defensively? You know, obviously it's September and we've got a long time to go. 
where do you see where they can improve and going forward for the rest of the year? I mean, after the, after yesterday's performance, and then even if you tie in against the Chiefs, well, of course, against the Chiefs, you don't really expect them to to really shut down the Chiefs' offense, no, first yeah. of all. Um, but I will say for that game, that was a little ex- unacceptable, the way they played it and just how poor they played. You know, you know Gunther didn't obviously have the best plan. If you're going to let up 28 points back to back to back to back to back, yeah, it's it's you need to figure something out, Gunther. Yeah, and then yesterday's game, once again, you let points, twenty-one points, back to back to back to back. <laughs> you need you need to start thinking, damn, what the hell am I doing wrong? I mean, I'm just from watching like other games. I mean, I just covered the Niner game yesterday, dude, and I'm watching both defenses. One thing I can tell is that running backs are able to get four yards deep already on the handoff as opposed to, like, you know, any other defense. I don't know what the Raiders' defense is doing. I'm just watching. I'm just, I just can't put it in mind. It's like, wow, it's like either I don't know if they're just sitting too deep, it's the players' thing, or if it's a scheme thing. Like, what's uh, – it's just – that what we thought with that interior line was their best strength is looking like it's just, no, they're, they're cool. Yeah. But they're nothing, they're nothing elites, of course not. They're nothing even that great. Because considering the Vikings' offensive line, that offensive line is not that great. It's no, way it's better than last worst. year. Yeah. No, it's way better than last year, though. I will say that. It's way better. So they're like close to like middle of the pack. But still, you're getting uh, tossed around by that offensive line. It's, <laughs> it's. What, what, I don't, I'm not a little concerned now. Like This defense, honestly, was never going to be this great to me. I mean, I, felt, I still felt they are going to be like, no, they're going to be sitting more like around 20 to 25, like overall rankings maybe. But it's looking a little worse than that. And yeah. it's just, well, we expected – the Raiders' offense to be their bread and butter, and you know, no course, AB's gone, so that that finished, that took off the lid of what all the talent was hidden, and really, it's like it's not that. Much, I mean, it's an improve, it's way improved than last year, but you know, they're not they're not anywhere sitting close to having great overall talent. But I mean, at some point, they just got to overcome it. Someone's got to step yeah. up, and these coaches got to figure something out. Yeah, I mean. I think you hit the nail right on the head when you're talking about, you know, it seems like running backs get four yards before they're even touched. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed even going back to the preseason is the defensive line just is getting so far upfield. And I think that's a big part of the fact that it's such a young group. You know, you're going to see that a lot with a young defensive lineman is they're going to kind of overexcited and whatnot and kind of go too far in the backfield. And then it creates more rushing lanes. And I mean, that's just killing them right now because it takes away, takes you basically out of the play. And I mean, the only way to fix that is really with time with this young group. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it was funny. I was watching when we were watching the watching the Vikings defense. One of the things that I kept noticed was Eric uh, Eric Hendricks kept just being free and going untouched and making plays, um, you know, within two yards of the line of scrimmage. And I think what that comes down to is it comes back to for the Raiders, their lineback, their defensive line isn't good enough to hold the offensive line at the line of scrimmage, and running linemen are just going straight to the linebackers, and there's no chance, and there's not anybody in that linebacking core that's really that I, at least I can rely on and be like, you know what, this guy's going to beat a one-on-one block every time. And it's like it's funny, you know, I was, I was thinking about how they solve the defensive problems, and it's like kind of like what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. It's like I, I just don't know how schematically they do it because I just I don't think they have the guys. You know, the guy that we were counting on to be one of the staples of this defense is Gary on Conley. And as we talked about, it hasn't been smooth sailing for him this year. And it's just it it looks like it's gonna be a long year defensively. And 
I don't know what the answer is, but whatever it is, it's whatever Paul Gunther has not been doing because it, there's just too many wide-ass open receivers, too many guys just running down the field uncovered, and it's, it's just not working at this point. Yeah, and then it doesn't help either that you have horrendous Curtis Riley up there in the top. I mean, oh, I, I, I don't know why he's getting the start over Eric Harris, to be honest. I um, think that's going to change now. They need a, I, I'm, I'm still shocked they didn't sign someone else. But, hey, at least they have three quarterbacks. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, it also hurts that Jonathan Abrams not there. You know, it's, it's, it's a blow. It's not a horrendous blow, but. It's not an excuse, all- but it's part of the reason. Yeah, that that would have made things like a good amount better because of course now you can't run those those multiple safety sets that I was talking about. So yeah. obviously he has to adjust, but also I mean other players have to step up. Like you know your first round, your first first pick, Cleveland yeah, Farrell. Farrell. Yeah, I mean he's had a he's been taking some sleep aid the last three weeks. I mean <laughs> I know he had that sack on. Flacco, but I'm not giving him too much credit for that. He was yeah. sitting in the pocket for years, <laughs> and Flacco's a statue who doesn't move. So, of course, someone's going to sack him eventually, but he didn't show up in the Chiefs game. He didn't show up in this game. No. And so, I yeah. mean, this is going back to why I thought he was reached. You need to draft immediate impact players, and he's not immediately impacting the game. Mm-mm. Not the way that Ed Oliver is for the Buffalo Bills. Not the way that Josh Allen is for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, even yeah. Vic Tafer said it. He's like, oh, if don't, they're saying, oh, yeah, he's still young. He quoted the staff saying he's still young and he's not a media impact player yet. Well, th- that's the thing. You're supposed to draft a media impact <laughs> players when yeah. you're in the top five, top ten. You don't build, like, people that are projects. You don't draft people that fit your just for scheme purposes because are we even sure Gunther's going to be here for one of the next five years? True. Hell no, he's not going to be here. He <laughs> might get canned after this year. So it's stupid. It's such it's just, once again, just how short-term Gruden's mind is yeah. and everything, and that he really needs to officially give up personnel decisions. He's not, and I doubt he ever is going to. But this is one of the things that's going to suck for us watching this team for years under the Gruden regime. So long as he's picking players, we're going to keep seeing like these little Band-Aids over Band-Aids on everything we, we see. I mean, he blew AB for weeks and clearly just said <laughs> FDU to Mike Mayock, which is so disrespectful. But, I mean, ah, dude, all this thing, just once again, just like last year when Gruden brought all the old people on defense, a lot of this still stems on him, like the play calling. Yeah. You know, it's on him to save face for the defense at this point. And his play calling looked bad. Of course, I know it doesn't help when Derek Carr is just like, ah, we're losing. Let me just throw the ball five <laughs> yards. Yeah. You know, so it's, something's going to change. These guys need to realize, like, you know, what we're doing is this is not the right way. We need to figure it out. Yeah. Transitioning topics a little bit, you know, one of the things that's been hot on the streets lately is the Jalen Ramsey trade rumors. Um, you know, personally, I don't really think the Jags are going to give up on him. You know, I think it's a little bit different situation than Minka Fitzpatrick, where the Dolphins mm-hmm. are kind of going all in on just we're drafting for next year. And, you know, I think that's why we haven't seen him get moved yet. But I'm curious, you know, Jose, what do you think as far as the prospects of the Raiders trading for Ramsey at this point? Well, I mean, you saw yesterday they they were they're not Jalen Ramsey away from no. even being that good. So why would you trade the capital and then also have to tie in so much money into a cornerback? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, I'm always biased towards cornerback because that's that's what I played. But you don't pay that money to just one dude. Come on. You're better off loading all that cap into the pass rush because at least the pass rush will affect the entire secondary. You know, you just don't want to take one away. I mean, it's not ideal. Come on, this isn't, this isn't fantasy football or Madden. 
I mean, yesterday, I mean, I saw someone tweet saying, hey, who still thinks the Raiders shouldn't get Jalen Ramsey just because they want to keep the first round picks? Uh, er, any logical person? <laughs> I mean, I know Jalen Ramsey is the sexy. Let's trade for him. Trust me, it sounds great to see and think about. But didn't Jalen Ramsey say, I want to win? You yeah. don't think he's going to start complaining and punching and screaming? I mean, not as like he's not going to be anywhere close to the drama about A.B., so no. first of all, those people saying, I don't want Jalen Ramsey because it's A.B., stop. They're, they're not the same player, right? They're nowhere close. I'd rather, J- J- they're like night and day. Point being, Jalen Ramsey, is, you're not going to put him in an ideal situation here, and he's still probably going to be kicking and screaming, and it doesn't look like anything's going to get better anytime soon. So don't even waste the draft capital. But then again, I'm starting to think, eh, you know, Jalen Ramsey would be better use for those draft yeah. picks because I don't trust Gruden drafting anyway, so... <laughs> You know what? Maybe they should just trade a trade for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, no, I'm in, in in the same boat of you know. I guess I'm a bit of a gambler, so I'll take the as many picks as I can. You know, I do think if the asking price was you know a first and maybe a late round or a mid to late round, I'd probably pull the trigger on him. You know, I'm not as averse to paying a cornerback just because, especially when he's as good as uh, Jalen Ramsey is as you are, Jose. But I see what you're saying and like. Jalen Ramsey doesn't fix the problems for the Raiders. You know, if Jalen Ramsey helps them get better, but like you said, I don't think it's if it's Jalen Ramsey's issue is losing, it's not going to change in Oakland or Las Vegas. Like, it's not going to change anytime soon, as we saw yesterday. You know, I do think if you give him money, I think he'll be a little bit happier. Um, but as far as you know, two first round picks, people calling for that. There are too many holes on this team, offensively and defensively, where you're going to need those picks to really be playmakers for you at this point or be difference makers for you. And like I said, they're just they're not a Jalen Ramsey away. You know, if they end up giving up players for Jalen Ramsey, if they end up throwing in Gary Allen Conley, well, that's just dumber because it's like you just you just created a new hole for yourself or the hole that you think you filled with Ramsey. You created a new one by getting rid of somebody else. So I just I just don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's feasible. Actually, now you brought that up. I wonder if they're if he if honestly if Conley keeps playing anywhere around how he's been playing the last three weeks for the rest of the season, then he's probably not gonna be a Raider, dude. I doubt Gruden's gonna want to sign him. I mean, yeah, that's true. We all know that there was rumors about Gruden wanting to trade him, which I yeah. highly doubt wasn't was just false rumors. I'm pretty sure he was trying to trade him, including Carl Joseph. Remember, those aren't those guys. They aren't the, yeah, his guys. And he did bench guy. Gary and Conley for a good part of the season because he wanted him to, quote-unquote, learn, as if sitting on the bench is a great learning experience. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah, so I could totally see Conley going. So if they did throw him in the package, it's like, well, we weren't planning on signing him anyways, yeah. so you can just take him as a kicker so that way we didn't have to waste an extra draft capital. But, no, dude. I don't think the Jaguars were going to do it anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't think them. they move on. They don't want him. it. They're like, no, no, calm down. Come on. We're not going to we're yeah. not going to trade him. He's he's one of our anchors here. And then after the clamps he put on DeAndre Hopkins and just how he showed out against the Titans is just. Yeah. God, I just I just love watching him. He's easily the best corner in the game. Yeah. I mean, he would be a huge addition, but I, I think you're right. I don't. I don't really see the Jaguars moving in from moving on from him. He's a, he's a young player, and I think you know them asking for two first plus or whatever they're asking for. That to me is like the like anchoring in a negotiation where you're basically saying we don't really want to move it, so we'll set the price ridiculously high, and if we can get that, sure we'll do it. But I just don't think they're very motivated to move Ramsey right now. 
Yeah, I think that's a trade that Gruden wants to make, but as soon as he's, Mike Mayock sees Gruden running to the phone to make the call, he just tackles the hell out of him. It's like, nope, <laughs> yeah. we're not doing that. Nuh-uh, I'm yeah. not letting you get away with it this time. You're tripping. Get out of here. <laughs> I hear you. All right, so we got next week against the Colts. You know, a few weeks ago when Andrew Luck retired, I think a lot of people were calling this game as a win. However, the uh, tides have changed. Jacoby Brissett. How are we feeling now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, what what are your expectations going into next week, Jose? Just another loss. I mean, <laughs> come on, dude. I mean, Don't be I, so I, bleak. Come on, come, give me a little I, bit more. Now that I think about it, it's like they dominated the Broncos, and the Broncos' offense especially, the defense has been whatever, but this offense especially has looked very bad these three weeks. Other than, oh, actually, yet last yesterday, they finally got Philip Lindsay going. Shocker. All of a sudden, they scored the most points in three weeks. But yeah. – it's 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 a little telling that I, I was thinking I was like which one before yesterday's game which is the true Raiders the one we saw on Monday night or the one against the Chiefs or is it a little in between Chiefs and I was gonna cop out and be like maybe it's a little more of the in between Chiefs <laughs> but no yeah now it's more like it's more like Chiefs and Vikings they it's that if that offense was having trouble moving against the Chiefs after the first quarter. And obviously they couldn't move against the Vikings most of the game, and the Vikings defense is easily top five to me. Then they're going to struggle against another top defense against the Colts on the road on an actual three-hour time switch. So, and West Coast teams by default always have trouble unless they have a road trip that they can go out there early and just sit out there. I, I find it hard to even see a win. You know, I, I see like yeah. I'm I wonder what the spread is. What is it? The, probably the Colts are probably like minus eight or something. <laughs> I mean, they were, the Raiders were minus were plus nine against the Vikings, and they still didn't cover. That's that's insane. But Brissett's not a quarterback to be slept, and the Colts, dude, cannot be slept on. That South might be theirs for the taking if the Texans start to slip up, or you know, the, the Colts, dude, they're handling their business, man. They're they're not looking like any slouches. They got talent all around. I mean, the Raiders, if they need to at least right the wrongs, they need to at least make this a close game, a competitive, at least look competitive. Look like you guys know what you're doing. Don't let them gas you for so many big plays and the offense especially, dude. That's the that's the one, one thing I I can understand that the defense is you know with the offense. Come on, man. We need to see some more from you, Derek. Yeah, I mean I think twenty five million or or one hundred twenty five million plus between Rudin and Carr. These guys need to just figure it out. All right, too much money is embedded to them for them to just keep shitting the bed every week. Yeah, I mean I think you know for me this is a huge game for Carr. You know the last two games we've talked about have been awful. Like, I know it's funny. You look at the stat sheet from this last one and it doesn't look so bad, but like we talked about, he was bad again. You know, I think if you start to put down, if he starts to put together three games in a row of what we've seen, like talking about car, making it to Vegas, is car going to make it past the road trip? Yep. <laughs> like, I mean, at, at some point, like you've, he's got to start to write the ship and, you know, unfortunately, I think it's got to be this week against the Colts, and that's not going to be an easy task. You know, I like you said, it's it's a tough matchup. You know, Frank Wright is turning out to be one hell of a coach because Brissett looks uh-huh. like a stud so far. But I did look up the spread. ESPN's got it right now at Colts minus seven. So you taking the Colts? Oh, easily off top. Easily. Minus seven, I feel like, is a steal because <laughs> it is like it is another time switch. I know the Raiders, it was only a two hour time switch. That's still a good deal, yeah. and then they're gonna have to do it again. So, I'm I'm a little shocked that the Raiders didn't stay actually. Yeah, me stay too. on the road out there, like more towards like the north northeast kind of side, like maybe like Michigan, Ohio, or something like that, or I don't know, yeah. somewhere around there, Illinois. 
Instead, they're just now they're gonna come back to Oakland until Thursday, and then just just reset their just mess up their body clocks yeah. again. I mean, I don't understand why Gruden just doesn't see it as a big deal, and then he wonders why his team can't wake up. You know, we talked about the team didn't get off the plane. Well, yeah, yeah. they were probably still thinking it was time for bed or something like that because yeah. of this time switch. You know, these people people are probably listening and just thinking like, oh, it's just two hours. That's not a big deal. Well, no, it is for a big deal for these athletes, man. They yeah, they're so strict on their scheduling and how they train, how they diet, how they sleep. That even just an hour difference would easily like kind of like belch them a little bit. Imagine two hours and now three. So these guys, it's like I they definitely feel it. And they've only been out there for two days. So of course you wake up, it's like fuck, it's like ten AM out here. <laughs> when and these guys are these guys are already awake, so and it's like, all right, we gotta pull a game together. So I mean that's why games start out slow for West Coast teams in yeah. the beginning. And so it's it definitely showed that way against the Vikings. Yeah, not too much positive, man. I mean, just no. being on Derek Carr and John Gruden. Is Gruden gonna call better plays? No. Is Carr gonna stop? <laughs> is going to stop being captain checkdown because yeah if he continues this for the next few games then um i'm gonna start eating crow and saying like damn i thought carl was gonna be better he's probably not it he's probably not the answer and yeah. he has no guarantee done it next year it's just the reality um some people need to stop being some believers in him too hard and just dude if you're a real raider fan then you'll start looking at him critically and be like you know what he's not he's not helping my team he's not helping the team so we just need to get room. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure about putting Glennon in too much. I mean, you might as well just let him rock out. But, I mean, yeah, if he does play worse and looks crap for the next, like, five games, and it's like, you know what, you're, now you're just really hurting the team. Yeah. You're better off just starting Glenn on. <laughs> yeah, or seeing what you have in Kaiser, which we think is nothing. Or just but. holding out for Peter. Oh, wait, no, Peterman had the full-year I forgot. Shoot. Yeah, whatever. No, he did. Peterman was definitely on, on the team. Then he yeah. would have easily been like, hey, mate, Pete, Give come take shot. some snaps. Come take some snaps over Derek Carr, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 100% easily would have happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to be a homer and take the points, but I just can't see it right now. But by the uh, way, on Nate Pete, I meant to tweet this out, but I forgot. Jersey finally came in. Took forever because I think they had to make it, but it's here. It looks like you gotta post it. You oh, gotta post go. it after you get the pot up. You're like, by the way, wait, did you have to custom make it? No, they they had it, but I I think they had to make it because it took like two weeks to get here. Yeah, they probably were like, what the fuck? Wait, like, what? Do you they double check the order. Who do you, <laughs> like, wait, you're Nathan Peterman, right? Derek Carr or Josh Jacobs? Like, no, I want Nathan Peterman. Nate Pete, baby. You had Nate dudes Pete. questioning if they're taking your order right and everything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, all right, that's all we got for you guys this week. Jose, where can the people find you? At jsanch underscore 21. And you all can find me at, on Twitter at, at mholder95. Follow the pod if you're not already, at sweetfly. Got the email set up, flysweetpod at gmail.com. Give us those five-star reviews, and as well as any other feedback you guys have for us, we much appreciate it. I know somebody told us last week the sound was a little off, so we'll definitely be working on that for you guys. All right. Until next week.